Joshua as an overcomer and try to look at it like we don't know the end. Look at it like we live our lives. We know what God has told us. We know what's in the scripture, but we don't know what's going to happen next. Um, And look at him as an overcomer and look at him as a servant of the Lord, not this great hero of the faith where we know everything that's happened and, and we almost miss the story because we know what happens. So I'm going to start just by reviewing the story. So starting a few, uh, a few portions back in Deuteronomy through to Jericho. Moses announces that his time's come to an end. Joshua's going to take over. And he says, the Lord will be with you both Joshua and the people, and he will go before you. He will make a way for you. So then Moses and Joshua go to the tent of meeting together, and if you're Joshua, you're thinking, okay, God, uh, I need some wisdom. I need an impartation. How am I going to lead these people? But the message is the people are going to sin. They're going to fall away, and I'm going to judge them. And that's all that's recorded, and then they leave. And then Moses writes his song, Hazinu, which is very depressing. And then uh, Moses dies. So now Joshua takes over. And he, he has these promises. They know they're going in to take the land. And the Lord has promised to be with them and to go before them. Um, but, you know, it's not all good. So our relationship with the Lord is that way too. We have the promises in scripture and we, a lot of us have direction that we think the Lord is taking us, um, but life kind of goes up and down, right? So Joshua takes over, they moan for Moses, moan for, mourn for Moses 30 days. And then they cross the Jordan, and that's a big high point, right? The Lord is, is with them. He goes before them. And they get across. They do the circumcision. They do Passover. And then God tells them, you're not going to fight. You're going to walk around the walls. Seems a little strange. Okay, so I want to go back now and pretend we don't know what's coming next. Just look at this as if I'm Joshua. And all I know is what's been told, and I don't know what's coming next. So they mourn for 30 days. If I'm Joshua, I'm thinking, okay, i got to get my nerds, and we got to figure out how to invent a bridge because <laughs> we got to get across the Jordan. <laughs> and then i got to get my athletic people, and we got to figure out how to train up the army, right? But it doesn't say he does that. They're waiting on the Lord. They're honoring God and his anointed servant Moses, and I think they're waiting, and uh, they're not striving in their own wisdom and in their own strength. Um, So I think there's obedience there, and then God blesses them with the crossing of the Jordan. They get across. That's great. Now they're in enemy territory, right? Remember on the east side of the Jordan, they had already conquered that land and they're relatively safe. Now they get across to the west side of the Jordan. They're in enemy territory. So if I'm Joshua, I'm thinking, okay, God, we got to build some defensive positions. We got to protect the women and children, and we got to build some siege engines. Uh, 
I watched Lord of the Rings. They got these cool catapult things we can knock down the wall. But God says, no, we're going to renew the covenant. You're going to circumcise all your warriors, and you're not even going to be able to defend yourself. And then we're going to have Passover. So if I'm Joshua, I'm thinking, God, we had 30 days back there. <laughs> we were safe. We could have done all this in a different order. So, you know, God's timing and our timing doesn't seem like generally we're on his schedule. So, again, they're, they're obedient to what God has told them, and they're waiting on the Lord for the next step, not striving in their own wisdom and their own strength. And then God says, you're not going to fight. You're going to walk around the walls, and you're going to trust me again, which, you know, they Sometimes in the scripture, the Lord has them fight, and he gives them these cool strategies, and then sometimes he says, hey, the battle is not man's, it belongs to the Lord. And I think what's hard is we don't always know which, which spot we're in. So now I want to go back again and look at, as they were obedient, what the Lord was doing. So they take the time to mourn and honor the Lord and honor Moses, and the Lord is going out in the land of Canaan. He's putting fear in the hearts of the kings and fear in the hearts of the people. And, and they have done nothing. The Canaanites hear what the Lord has done for the Israelites, and they're afraid. So then the Lord parts the Jordan. That's great. They get across. They're faithful to the covenant. They're faithful to trust the Lord even in a difficult situation. They renew the covenant. They celebrate the Passover, and Yeshua shows up. So then, after this, the Lord says, march around the walls. Yeshua says, I have come as commander of Adonai's army. So when we've been obedient, and then it's time for the Lord to move, Yeshua shows up, then we can do what seems like a weird thing and trust in the Lord and have victory where the glory goes to the Lord. It's not that we're smart. It's not that we're powerful. And that's what we want. And I think that's overcoming. Okay. So a few things I think we can take away from this. This is a story of military conquest, but it's not about military prowess. It's not about the wisdom of the leader. If, if you read the Iliad and you read the story of Joshua, it's completely different, right? The Iliad is all about the military leaders. It's all about the strength of their warriors, their cleverness. And there's some stuff with the gods, but it's like they're tricking the gods to get what they want. This is a story about the Lord, not about the people. I think Joshua, as a leader, he's been with Moses for 40-plus years. He's seen what the Lord has done. He's able to walk in faith because he remembers what the Lord has done in the past. So we need to, to remember. And uh, as we've said you know, many times, that's what the Moedim help us do. We, we pause and we look back and remember how the Lord has been faithful 
and that helps us to be faithful walking forward even though we don't know what's next. So when we're facing a trial or we've got a big task that we think the Lord has, has laid out ahead of us, we often don't know what's the next step. What are we supposed to do? But maybe the question is, Lord, how do I be more obedient? Not, what do I do next? We see Joshua is obedient to the covenant. It comes to be time for Passover. And even though they're, they're getting ready to lay siege to Jericho, they stop and they observe Passover. Because the Lord said, I'll be with you, but you need to meditate on the Torah. You need to observe everything that I've given you. Finally, then, no, two, two things. Um, so we need to ask, how do I be more obedient? And then we wait on the Lord for the specific direction, and we focus on being obedient. And then finally, and obviously, we need the Holy Spirit. So Joshua had the Holy Spirit. The Spirit was poured out upon him. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and walk in the way of the Spirit. So I, I pray that that's an encouragement. Chris, call to obedience.